It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Another new week, new episode. I'm Chris Russell. Hope you guys enjoyed the NFC East ultimate crossover as we took you inside the Redskins, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Dallas Cowboys in a divisional format Q&A, a four-way Q&A. But now we're back to our own thing here as we prepare for free agency and the draft and the combine. So much going on. So let's get you caught up because we're going to try and go through everything as best we can from a busy weekend since we were last with you. Now, since we were last with you on this particular podcast, the Redskins cut Josh Norman, Paul Richardson, Chris Odom, and Kenny Ladler. Four players, and each one of them has a different story, so we're going to get into that. Plus... We found out, according to Ron Rivera through Jordan Rodrigue of The Athletic in Charlotte, as first put forward and quoted and written by The Athletic here, Rhiannon Walker, Ben Standig, Jordan Reed still in concussion protocol. We have a lot going on. We have a lot going on. So let's start hammering down on this. Number one, Jordan Reed in concussion protocol This, again, according to Jordan Rodrigue uh, of the Athletic in Charlotte, who covered Ron Rivera very closely. She was at an event with Ron and Stephanie Rivera, his wife, in which they raised about $30,000 for the Humane Society of Charlotte and their animal shelter uh, and a new home for the, uh, I guess, for the animals that they're building. Um, and it was, you know, through a yard sale of all the Rivera's like Panther stuff and all that stuff. And basically a way for the community to say goodbye, that type of thing. Now, Ron Rivera, I'm sure will have some roots still, uh, but I don't know if he's planning on keeping his place in Charlotte. I'm not sure. So on Saturday, basically he talked a little bit about restaurants being crowded and loud in Washington, D.C. and and this area uh, and uh, just being a lot more people. But he got more specific on football than I was aware of based on the first quotes that I had seen over the weekend from ESPN's David Newton. And this was, quote, we're evaluating all of our options. We have a good young group of guys, and we're just looking at things and deciding whether or not we want to go that way, continue to get younger, or do we have to sit there and sprinkle in some veteran guys? So that was a general quote. But specifically, he then hammered down. He said, quote, a great example is the tight end position. Vernon Davis is retired. Check. We knew that. Here's the one that you need to be prepared for. Jordan Reed is still going through the concussion protocol. That's right. He's a very veteran guy, a very veteran guy. 
we not just a veteran guy, he's a very veteran guy. We have an opportunity to bring in a guy like Greg Olson. If Jordan Reed's a very veteran guy, what is Greg Olson? A very, very, very veteran guy? So that's one of the positions where we have identified, hey, do we need to have a veteran guy at that position one way or, the, or another? And obviously the answer is yes. We still don't know about Greg Olson's decision. He is basically in contract negotiations the way Adam Schefter reported it on Friday uh, with the Seattle Seahawks, with the Buffalo Bills, with the Washington Redskins. So Jordan Reed still in concussion protocol when he last practiced football September the 12th. Remember the Redskins, and we said at the time on this podcast, the Redskins keep trotting him out there and keep having him practice. Now, he wasn't able to get through all of these phases, but instead of shutting him down and giving him two or three weeks to recover, they kept trotting him out there. Remember that? Incident, that concussion, illegal hit by Keanu Neal, which he was not suspended, not fined, not nothing, happened week three of the NFL preseason. Uh, Roughly uh, like August 20th, 21st, somewhere in that range. And by Labor Day, Jordan Reed was back out on the practice field. Lightly, not going through full practice, but back out on the practice field, doing individuals, doing side work. And he practiced... That Labor Day Monday, he practiced, and that was like September 3rd, I believe it was, and then he practiced the following Wednesday and Thursday, like September 5th and 6th, roughly, and then he had to be taken off the practice field for Friday, and he was deactivated and not ready to go for week one, September the 9th, against Philadelphia. Then, back on September 12th, He goes back on the practice field on that Wednesday leading up to the Dallas game and does some stuff, and then he can't go Thursday or Friday. And I kept telling you guys, something's not right here. They're rushing him through. The Redskins have a terrible history of rushing guys back. That's part of the reason why Larry Hess got fired. That's part of the reason why Jay Gruden should not have been the spokesman for the team when it came to injuries. And part of the reason why Jay Gruden was the spokesman is because they were trying to protect and hide Larry Hess and because Bruce Allen had no idea what he was doing. So they kept bringing Jordan Reed back to try and get him through the phases of the concussion protocol, and wisely they eventually shut him down when he had symptoms. But the point was bringing him back the first time. Again, Labor Day Monday, September the 3rd, a week and a half-ish, after that illegal hit, to me, they should have waited at least two weeks, three weeks. A guy with his concussion history. Mm, not good. Now, you might say, well, wait a second. Concussion protocol. What exact, What exactly does that mean? First of all, Jordan was in the locker room. I talked to him, exchanged A brief hello, you know, handshake. I've always liked Jordan. I think Jordan's always liked me. We've always gotten along. I've covered him since his rookie year the day after the season ended. So we're talking December 30th. He seemed in good spirits. The understanding was that he took his end-of-the-year physical that year or that day or right around that time. And the belief was from some that he had passed concussion protocol. However... Ron Rivera is saying, uh-uh, no. Now, we don't know if Ron Rivera is simply mistaken or if he's revealing something that is very legitimately concerning here. 
And my my sense is that he's revealing something that's legitimately concerning here. Now, passing through concussion protocol could be, could be simply this. Hey, we need you to do X, Y, and Z, this test and that test and this test and that baseline test and this running test, and we need you to be out on the field with a helmet and whatever. But we can't do that now that it's the end of the season. So it may be, and again, I want to stress here, may be, a simple matter of logistics. They can't get him through the concussion protocol fully, so they're giving him as much time as possible. Maybe, just maybe, they can do that in a couple of weeks and, you know, at the start of the conditioning program, whatever. But they're probably going to have to make a decision on Jordan Reed before then if he chooses not to retire. If he chooses to retire, That's probably the best thing for Jordan Reed, for the Redskins, for the Redskins salary cap. They save a bunch of money, and Jordan Reed obviously can live a a good quality life, we hope. If he chooses to stay around, the Redskins may have to cut him because they could save about $8 million by releasing him. But does he have to pass the concussion protocol? Does he have to pass the full one? We don't know. So there's all this shrouded in mystery stuff about Jordan Reed. Hopefully he'll be okay. The Redskins need tight ends regardless. We've said in the draft, uh, Thaddeus Moss from LSU, Randy Moss's kid, Jared Pinckney from Vanderbilt. Uh, There's a couple other guys uh, that they could be uh, attracted to. They are definitely going to take at least one tight end in the draft. And I would assume one tight end in free agency to go along with Hale Hentges and Jeremy Sprinkle in training camp, and we'll see who wins that battle. And it could be Hentges. Hey, he was, you know, he at least showed a pulse last year, late last year. Sprinkle really didn't. But the bottom line is this: if Olson does not sign with the Redskins, then they have to hope that either Austin Hooper or Hunter Henry are not franchise tagged, then they can go after them, or that Eric Ebron, who's not going to get tagged by the Indianapolis Colts, who had 74 catches, 827 yards, and 14 touchdowns in 2018 with Andrew Luck, wants to come to the Redskins and is cost affordable because those are your best options right there. There are other guys, but those are your best options right there. All right, so that's the Jordan Reed situation. Uh, Julie Donaldson of NBC Sports Washington has more news, which we'll get to next, as well, reaction to the cuts from Friday. Uh, Because, again, we've covered that on our Google News Initiative Locked on Redskins reports, which you can always follow. Go to Google News, play Locked on Redskins, um, and download it. Listen to it that way. Daily one- and five-minute reports. Uh, Very nice, tidy news of the day, opinion, reaction, analysis. Make sure you go check that out. The Google News Initiative Locked on Redskins reports. We covered it there, but we didn't get a chance to do it here because the cuts happened after our last episode of the week and because we had the big blowout NFC East ultimate crossover. So reaction to Josh Norman, Paul Richardson, and two others getting whacked on Friday by Ron Rivera next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days that you were always ready to go? 
Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, fellas. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on LOR. So let's get to it. Josh Norman released. The Redskins save about $12.5 million under the cap. $3 million dead cap hit. Uh, I think you know if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time that I am not a big Josh Norman fan, never will be, never have been. Uh, This goes back to Josh Norman not being all in when he got here. He got paid, and then he was too busy building his Hollywood career. I think he's, um, you know, I called him a fraud on the radio on Friday. I'm not going to back down from that. Uh, I'm sorry. I know guys have a right to have a life. Uh, I'd love to have a life. I don't have a life. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, no, 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 he needs six months off so he can build his television career. No, thanks. Uh, I need you to play football for the Washington Redskins, and I need you to do it at an ultra-high level. And Josh Norman, not only on the field, did not do it from an ultra-high level from the start. Uh, it's, it's a misnomer that he was really good in 2016. No, he wasn't. He was good in a couple of games. He was not really good in 2016. His first year with the Redskins, he was not really good. He was good at times. He was not really good. He was bad at times, too. Led the league in penalties, got shredded by Marvin Jones uh, and others that year. He was not, he, he wasn't terrible outside of the penalties, which saved him a bunch, honestly, uh, but he was not good. So let's stop it. His best season with the Washington Redskins was 2017. Ironically, he had no interceptions that year. I think he had a couple of forced fumbles, but that was his best year in coverage. He was good that year. 2018 was not good, and 2019 was terrible. No thanks, goodbye, 32 years old, no speed, no size, or not enough size, uh, and an attitude problem, uh, and somebody who thinks he's elite when he's clearly not, no. Even with his former head coach here, no thanks. Wouldn't it be ironic if Bashad Breeland returns to Washington after winning a Super Bowl in Kansas City to replace Josh Norman along with others. You might say that's crazy, but Breland's a free agent, number one. Number two, Ron Rivera in Carolina tried to sign him. They did agree to terms. And when he went to go past his physical, he couldn't because of a foot injury. 
that he suffered in that offseason. And that blew apart that deal and ultimately went to Green Bay, Kansas City. So if he signed with Ron Rivera two years ago and now he's coming off of a Super Bowl, it would stand a reason that Ron Rivera and maybe Bashad Breeland are going to be interested. The, the problems of the past, Norman, that was a big problem. Bruce Allen, problem. Uh, maybe the rest of the defensive staff, problem. They're all gone. All gone. So there should be, as far as I know, nothing holding Bashad Breeland back. I'm going to try and get uh, Bashad to come on the podcast uh, and see if we can catch up with him and pick his brain about that. All right, so that's that situation. Good riddance, I say, to Josh Norman. Meanwhile, Paul Richardson, you know, look, people did not like him around here for whatever reason they had. He wasn't friendly to the media. Uh, he didn't really stand out. Only had, you know, what, four touchdowns. Uh, was basically a possession receiver. Look, Paul Richardson was mostly about injury. Uh, he just didn't play enough. He missed half the games that he was here for, th- you know, in the two years. He made, you know, a, a lot of money. But it was a five-year, $40 million deal with only 20 of it guaranteed, and I think 12 and a half fully guaranteed. The Redskins are going to have to take on a bigger cap hit of $6 million of dead cap money. That's okay. They're saving uh, a couple of million dollars this year and all of next year. Uh, ultimately, it's a net savings uh, for Paul Richardson, who is just not going to be better than Kelvin Harmon, quite honestly, or a veteran number two receiver or 1A receiver, uh, maybe Emmanuel Sanders, somebody like that, that can come in here and fill that role to work with Terry McLaurin, Kelvin Harmon, and as well Steven Sims and Trey Quinn and whoever the tight ends are. So, again, this totally understandable, totally makes sense, was totally expected. It was not because Paul Richardson could not play. It's because Paul Richardson could not stay healthy. But because he lost his speed and because he could not stay healthy, McLaurin was so good and so fast, and even he missed two games in his rookie year. Paul Richardson wasn't running the routes that he was brought here to run. He was basically a short and intermediate guy when he was healthy, which wasn't very often last year. In his first year here, he did run some deep routes, but the, but he was hurt the entire time. He got hurt in training camp, and he was never right, and then he was shut down midway through the season. So, um, you know, that just didn't work. That's a bad free agent signing, ultimately, as many warned. Is it the worst one of the Bruce Allen era? Nah, I still say Josh Norman is easily, but uh, some would disagree. Maybe Sean Laval, Stephen Paya. Maybe we'd do a post on that on RedskinsReport.com. As well, Kenny Ladler, safety, and Chris Odom, who you might remember, outside linebacker Edge, who had two sacks in the win against Carolina and the uh, in Charlotte in Ron Rivera's final game with the Panthers. And on the final play of the game, came up big. Kind of surprised that those two guys with 90-man rosters were not at least kept around for OTAs to see what they could provide. Uh, kind of surprised about that. The Red, uh, the yeah, the Redskins. That's the team that we cover. <laughs> the Redskins also um, made a small roster move uh, that I think we covered on the last edition of the podcast. It was to bring in a linebacker named Jared Norris, who doesn't actually play linebacker during the regular season, or didn't for Ron Rivera in three plus seasons in Carolina. He 
largely and exclusively played special teams during the regular season, but did play uh, several hundred snaps in the preseason. So we'll have to see what he can bring. So they did make that roster addition while cutting the other four guys. Uh, And again, a little bit of a surprise that they let Ladler and Chris Odom go despite the 90-man roster. They must have really, really not stood out uh, to the coaching staff because – you know, they need help at both positions. I mean, safety, they are not good. Landon Collins, yeah, fine. DeShazer Everett was banged up all last year. He's really more of a special teams player and uh, really just a full fill-in safety. He's not a great safety at all. Uh, Monte Nicholson's a disaster uh, on and off the field. So I kind of surprised there. And Odom, again, now they, you know, they seem to have enough bodies for right now. Just a little bit surprised that, you know, you don't keep him around at least until you draft Chase Young, assuming that you tra- draft Chase Young. You know, uh, it would seem to indicate that they're they're thinking they're pretty or, or maybe they just didn't think he would be able to handle uh, playing, you know, the 4-3 kind of clo- a little bit closer to the left tackle than you would in a traditional 3-4 off the ball, hands up type of stance. I you know, I, I guess that's what they were thinking. Uh no real explanation in that regard. All right, so that's the news from that regard. Now, Julie Donaldson of NBC Sports Washington, who has been breaking a lot of news, um, and, you know, give her credit, obviously, for reporting all this stuff. Uh, she said, quote, some Redskins info uh, on her Twitter, at J Donaldson NBCS. You can expect the team to exercise the option on Adrian Peterson. They like Darius Geis, just need him healthy. Do not expect Jordan Reed back. We talked about that in our first segment. Talks with Trent Williams are ongoing, and Dwayne Haskins is their guy. She also said, I'd also anticipate Brandon Sheriff to stay via tag or they will sign him. Eric Flowers should be here as well, just need to work on left tackle position. So that's interesting. Uh, then on t- uh, on the defensive side, she said, defensively, the team needs outside linebacker, which is kind of weird being that they just whacked Odom, as we mentioned. They like Landon Collins and his leadership, but need a second safety, which is what we've been saying all along. Uh, Monte Nicholson, no thanks. Corner is a work in progress. Obvious target is James Bradbury. I'd expect the team to target him. So Julie Donaldson with a lot of news and nuggets. So it looks like things are coming together. Dwayne Haskins is their guy. Okay, that's great. Hopefully he is. Hopefully he is. Maybe I've overrated some of their comments and some of the way that they have pushed and motivated him. Hopefully that was just the case. Hopefully he takes that seriously. And I mean, he was my favorite quarterback in the draft, said it a million times. Uh, And obviously he was good down the stretch. Last couple of games. But he got hurt a lot. A bunch. So I still expect them to need a veteran quarterback that can actually play. Uh, maybe you don't have to go to the, you know, the, the big time well, the, uh, you know, the Phillip Rivers well or, or the Marcus Mariota well or Teddy Bridgewater. But they still need somebody that can play. Maybe that's a Ryan Fitzpatrick, some Ryan Tannehill, somebody that can actually win some games. Somebody. All right. Let's uh, wrap up the Locked on Redskins podcast for this first edition of the week with 
A quick thought on Derek Carr. Yes, Derek Carr. Next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're wrapping up the show. On this first edition of the week, it is the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. As always, you can uh, follow us at Locked Redskins. Uh, me at WrestleMania621, RedskinsReport.com. Listen to me on the radio, 1067, the fan of the radio.com app. And here we go. So Tom Brady apparently is going to get approximately a two-year, $60 million offer from the Las Vegas Raiders. That according to Larry Fitzgerald Sr. Uh, through Pro Football Talk. If Tom Brady goes to the Raiders, or even if the offer is made and Derek Carr says, eh, eh, this was my, I, I've heard that you don't like me, please get me out of here. Even if Tom Brady doesn't come here, maybe he forces a trade, requests a trade, asks for a trade, they accommodate him, whatever. It just doesn't seem like him and John Gruden are on the same page. What does that mean for him? Well, it likely means that he goes to a team in desperate need of a quarterback. Plenty of teams. Tennessee doesn't have a quarterback under contract. Miami could use one. Uh, Tampa Bay might not. Uh, I mean, there's plenty. New Orleans got, you know, a couple of franchise, a couple of free agent quarterbacks. Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, big question about Taysom Hill. New England might have Indianapolis. So there's plenty of options, right? But what would happen if Derek Carr were to come here? We've talked about this. Remember, there was that report from Jason Locke and Forum. I think Derek Carr is a possibility because my understanding is Jack Del Rio is fond of him. They won together. They grew together when Del Rio was the head coach of the Raiders and Carr was there as a young quarterback, was taken. So the bottom line is you have that connection. I'm not sold that they are sold on Dwayne Haskins, despite what they say. Despite what Julie Donaldson just reported, that, quote, Dwayne Haskins is their guy, I'm not sold completely. I hope, but I'm not sold completely. I think there's a possibility. It's a very, 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 very slim possibility. But there's a possibility. And they could work out the contract so that he takes a little pay shave if he wants to control what team he wants to go to what situation he wants to go to you know maybe he loves Del Rio that much I don't know it's not his offensive coordinator obviously it's defensive coordinator but he still you know maybe Del Rio just convinces him how great it's going to be I don't know and remember they can rework the contract just like the Broncos and the Redskins did with Case Keenum last year and that's how I'll leave you Case Keenum was scheduled on the books to make 18 million Last year, with $7 million fully guaranteed. So what they did was, and what he did, and smart, he took an $11 million pay cut. Not that I would expect Derek Carr to do that. But an $11 million pay cut, and then the two teams split the remaining $7 million that was already fully guaranteed. The Broncos paid 3 and a half, The Redskins paid 3 and a half under their cap. 
So maybe something of that ilk can happen with a Derek Carr. Not saying it will happen. Maybe something of that ilk could happen. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.